Hi there, Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for you. Going to talk about the 2023 film Oppenheimer. To say I was looking forward to this is an understatement because I'm a Christopher Nolan fan. I don't love every single Christopher Nolan movie, but I think his movies are better made than most of the movies out there, whether you like it or not when it's over. I did like Tenant. Took me about three times to really like it. But <laughs> and a few of his other movies didn't land on me perfectly, but things like uh, Interstellar I love, the Dark Knight trilogy I love the first two, um, that kind of stuff. Anyway, if you have not seen it yet, the short version is this is probably the best film of the year. I don't think anything's going to come out in the rest of this month. Um, best made, best acted. We'll probably clean up on the awards. It's a technical achievement. It's an amazing film. It's a crowd-pleasing film to a certain extent. Now, this isn't going to please everybody. He was a bit of a controversial figure and how you feel about the whole nuclear armament conversation. Um, in the end, he believed that he probably started a chain reaction that could destroy the world. And we have yet to prove him right or wrong yet. Um, anyway, short version is I was blown away by the movie. I expected a great movie. And when it was over, I said, this is the best picture. This is the best film I've seen this year. It will not be everybody's favorite film. Maybe you like Barbie. Maybe you like Fast and the Furious. Maybe you like, um, you know, a Marvel movie, whatever. Um, but technically of the movies I've seen, and I haven't seen everything this year, but well-made, well-acted, well-written, perfect? No, but is any movie ever. I thought it was fantastic. So I'll get a little bit into it. No spoilers in this particular review. This basically tells the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer. If you don't know who that is, you need to go do some reading. The guy invented the atomic bomb. Um, this movie paints a picture of the time, what was going on at the time, why this was so important, how it was so important, how they went about it. It doesn't get so dry into the documentary part of it uh, that it's boring because it's not. In matter of fact, it moves very quickly through its three-hour runtime. Three-hour runtime. It um, it keeps you invested because everything seems to be a little bit of tension involved. That something is always on a timer. There's always a deadline. There's always th throughout the entire movie. The atomic blast happens about two-thirds of the way through the movie, and then there's the fallout of such after. It's a great story. I'm not a historian, can't tell you how accurate it is. I know a lot of it's accurate. I know people have complained about a couple of things. But all in all, I don't expect 100% accuracy in a dramatic telling of someone's famous life because there's always going to be a little give and take with the reality to make it cinematic, to make it a movie. And I think he hit most of the high points, at least what I know about Oppenheimer's life, what led him to do the things he did, and what led him to believe what he believed after. The cast is incredible. Cillian Murphy disappears into the role. He is one of our greatest actors anyway. He was Jay Oppenheimer. He was I, blown away. Uh, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Josh Harnett, Casey Affleck, Remy Malek, uh, Kenneth Branagh, and the list goes on and on and on. Had a $100 million budget, went on to make almost a billion dollars, $950 million at the close. Uh, just came out on Blu-ray and 4K. Best Buy had a nice steelbook that sold out, and people are selling it for hundreds of dollars. Um, it's probably one of the best 4Ks of the year as well. On the 4K disc, which is different than the streaming, by the way, and I did not watch it streaming, but I did check it out. Um, it changes aspect ratios for the IMAX footage. Not all movies that we get at home do that. This one does. He films certain scenes in IMAX. It goes to full frame during those scenes and then switches back to a, a more 2.20 widescreen image for most of the movie. But there's a lot of IMAX stuff in there. 
and when it switched back and forth, you couldn't tell. I have some early of the movies that switch back and forth, and it's not done quite as well. Some of the early Marvel movies did that. Um, but this one, it switches back and forth. You almost, I didn't even, oh, oh, the bars went away, and now they're back. When it changed, I didn't really notice it. It's such a flawless transfer. The soundtrack is great. There were some people in the forum complaining that it didn't have Atmos or DTS-X. Well, he doesn't do object-based soundtracks yet. He has not. Other people, I think, have tried to adapt his movies, but he does not. He turns in a pretty standard 5.1 or 7.1 mix. It's a really, it sounds great. It's really loud, actually. I didn't have the problems that a lot of people complain about his movies, like you can't hear the dialogue. I heard the dialogue just fine through the whole movie. There were a few parts that got really, really loud. There's a kind of a montage going on where people are stamping their feet on a gym room floor and it tom, 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 and it's in the background as things build and it kind of gets louder and louder. And it got pretty deafening where I had to turn it down. That was louder than like the atomic explosion. <laughs> but I did think the atomic explosion was really well done. Everything in the movie has practical effects. There's no digital effects in the movie. He wanted that on purpose so it would feel real to you. Um, from their perspective, the atomic explosion looks just like a giant gasoline explosion. So that's kind of what it looks like. It's a more intimate thing. I'm not doing any spoilers here. You still need to see it. The way the movie shows you how he thinks, how he comes to his conclusions, how he thinks differently than most humans, is very inspired. It reminded me of A Beautiful Mind in some ways, but done Nolan style. Um, the acting is, it, whether Academy Award winners have one line in the movie or whole scenes, Everybody is fantastic in the movie. I mean, literally, wow, blown away by even the smallest roles. When you have an Academy Award-winning actor just standing there for a few scenes, and then he comes and delivers a line or two, and then he's done for the movie, it's like, wow, you know, you, you have a, a really A-list cast list, and you have some of these A-listers just standing around, just famous faces in the background. But some of the people, like Cillian Murphy or um, Gary Oldman, disappear into their roles between makeup and the mannerisms they pick up and the voices, really impressed with that aspect of it, too. There's not a whole lot of makeup and old age makeup and gray hair and wrinkles and all that kind of stuff added to a lot of people. But the ones that it was or they were changed radically to fit some famous person, really amazingly done. It's a Christopher Nolan movie through and through. It's attention to detail. It's 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 goes deeper into the subject than you probably imagine, but it's also well done and moves quickly. And it's easier to get into than a lot of Chris, Christopher Nolan movies, especially if you're into this kind of biopic thing. So whether you think it's the greatest movie of the year or just one of the best movies of the year, I think most people would get something out of it. There's a nude scene in it, which is weird for a Christopher Nolan movie. It's kind of a sex scene, but it's also important to the character. I thought it was anyway. Uh, I read about it before I ever saw it. Some people were complaining about it. And then after it happened, I'm like, well, it makes sense with the, for the two characters anyway. I, I didn't think it was put in there for any gratuitous reasons. And if you're going to have a, a nude scene, why put Florence Pugh in it? She's a great actress, but I don't ever need to see her naked. Just, you know, she's a great actress anyway. I really have no complaints about the film, even the three-hour length. I have watched a few other three-hour movies recently, and this one felt much, much faster. It moves quicker. It moves from scene to scene, from story bit to story bit. Very impressed with the film. Can't wait to watch it again to get, I'm sure there's nuances I didn't pick up the first time around because you're almost overwhelmed. It just moves very quickly for such a long movie, but there's a lot of story to tell and a lot of interesting things to get into. Now, Christopher Nolan knocked this one out of the park. It's one of his better movies. It's up there with Dunkirk and some of the others that are more crowd-pleasing movies than some of his more cerebral stuff like Interstellar or Tenet. 
this is something that everybody can enjoy. But if you're smart, you get the nuances and, and the references and all that kind of stuff. And if you just want a movie to watch it that's a biopic, it's interesting. And it moves fast and you'll learn something. So I got to say, Oppenheimer, so far, probably my best film of the year. And may not be yours, but you'll still think it's probably a great movie when you watch it. I would pick up a copy or at least rent it, Redbox it, stream it, whatever. It's definitely worthy. It's a good flick. And that's why it made almost a billion dollars. It's a three-hour talkie movie. Made almost a billion dollars. I'm not the only one who likes it. Oppenheimer, it's available now. Go with the 4K. Looks amazing. Sounds great. Scott, Rockfile, another podcast review for you. Sorry there were no spoilers or I danced around them a little bit. Um, I have some more reviews coming up. Ugh, I watched the first uh, Laura Croft Tomb Raider. was expecting it to be better. That'll be the next review. Get ready for that. Anyway, Oppenheimer, pick it up. It's one of the best movies of the year. Scott, I'm Rockfile. My links are below. Have a spectacular day, and thank you for listening to a podcast.